and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. How is everybody this morning? Good, good. You know, it's kind of uh, interesting because, sorry, I got to get all here. I got to get all situated here. Um, It's interesting that Pastor Chad just gave you that challenge because what I'm going to speak to you today about is going to challenge you a little bit. And, uh, you know, speaking on Mother's Day sometimes can be a little intimidating because there's a lot more in this room than just the mamas. But I feel like what God laid on my heart is for um, several of you in this room. So, but before we get going, I was reading a little bit on Mother's Day and there was a couple things that I was looking at and I, uh, I want to read to you kind of this little quick article on what I saw, like, what is motherhood? What, what is it about being a mom? It says, being a mother means being wrong a lot, but wanting so badly to be right. It means making agonizing decisions when you don't even know what the right decision is. Being a mother means you are bound and tied to the well-being of another soul until you take your very last breath. Being a mother means being relied upon to know how to do things you may not know how to do, how to make things you may have never even heard of, how to fix things without any of the right tools, but also how to soothe the darkest of fears within your child without any light to guide you at all. Being a mother, it's a journey that can take you up to the peaks of joy through the valleys of contentment and right down into the trenches of your own emotional limits. Being a mother, it means you will be cracked open by panic, by worry, by stress, but it also means you'll stitch, be stitched right back up by the sweetest of smiles, the softest of hands, and the warmest of hugs. To choose to be a mother means, well, you've decided that you are ready for this journey even when you don't know where you're going or how you're even going to make it. It means the person that you once thought you were will likely be a backseat to the new warrior created in you by motherhood. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get bruised. You're going to get knocked over. You're going to be tested. But most of all, you will realize that the love for a child can expand over any kind of obstacle. You see, motherhood is the shedding of a skin that used to be. So all you mamas out there, happy Mother's Day. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. So in preparing for today, um, like I said, you know, there's a lot of you mamas out there. Um, There are a lot of stages of motherhood that is out here. So we've got, not alone do we have men, but all these stages. I've got mothers of young little ones. I've got mothers of teenagers. Hoorah, right? We've got mothers, (laughs) we've got mothers of kiddos who are like slowly moving out the door. I've got grandmamas in this room, right? I've got some of you who have adopted and fostered. I have some of you who are in-laws. I have some of you who Mother's Day is a little bit even tough because your mom is not here anymore. And there's also some of you in this room who really badly someday want to be a mama. But I want to challenge you this morning as we get ready to speak. You know, sometimes uh, we can question ourselves. And I was questioning myself. I'm like, man, do I even have what it takes to get up here and to speak about this? And I just, God was like, you know what? You got this. Do what I've called you to do and just be you. But I want to challenge some of you mamas out there. I want, to, I want to say the same thing to you. I want to encourage you, just be you. God calls you to be the mama that you are. And I want to say you are a good mama. Sometimes we just need to hear that. So before we get going, I just want to pray. So if everybody will uh, close their eyes and bow their heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Father, for this opportunity that you're given. Lord, I know that this that you have placed on my heart. God, I just pray that you would open ears, God, and that you would just begin to transform and change homes right now. Use me as your vessel in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, if you don't know me very well, let me just kind of give you a little bit of an insight here. But 
I have been through several stages of motherhood, all right? Right now we have a seven-year-old. He kind of rules the roost. He is the king of the, of the land, so he thinks. So he is a seven-year-old, and so he is my little Malik Reed. I'm also a mama of two current teenage boys. That's fun. 13 and 17, two completely stages of teenage years. And so, but I love them dearly, but we're moving into that stage. I'm also of a mama who, of a daughter. She's 21 years old. She just moved out. She got married last year. And I'm also a mother-in-law now. So all these new things and these, like, it's constantly a new stage in motherhood. And if you are a mama, you also know that within each child, you think you've tackled the stage and then you have a new kid that comes up and they are so different than the one before. So you're like, we got to do this all over and I got to relearn how to do it because you're so different. But you know, as we got married, I remember when Chad and I first got married, how many have always heard this, that the husband is the head of the household? Anybody hear that statement? The head of the household. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I hated that phrase, okay? Um, I was a very, very, and I still am, but I'm not as bad, very independent, very strong-willed person. And when I first got married and I hear that my husband is the house of the, my, the, or the head of the household, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he's the head of the household? Wait a second, you know? But let me tell you, ladies, that's the way it should be. Your husband is the head of your household. Now, there's always a few little things that are in there and that's a whole nother message and we're not getting there today. But what I did here, and I've heard this, but it didn't really sink into me until probably just a couple of years ago that mamas, you're the heart of your home. Mamas, you're the heart of the home. And yes, I've heard that phrase, but like I said, I feel like God really challenged me with this probably just about a year and a half ago when I really feel like God was kind of ministering to me about what I'm gonna talk to you about today. But let's think about the physical heart for just a second, okay? Our heart is, is in the center of our body, all right? And the, the job of our heart is to pump the blood throughout the rest of our body, correct? And you see, the blood then carries the oxygen and carries the nutrients to all the other parts of our body. It keeps our organs healthy. It keeps everything working properly. Guess what, mamas? You're the heart of your home. This is your job believe it or not. It is your job to help keep things flowing, to help keep things healthy, and to keep things working properly in your home. Scared yet? I'm overwhelmed, right? I mean, that's a really big job, correct? And in today's society, it can be very intimidating to be a good mom, right? I mean, you've got everything in books and TVs and magazines and Hello Pinterest, right? Like Pinterest gives you the perfect little mom. If you just do all these things, your kids will love you, you know? And I'm like, you just kind of some days have those days of just like, I am so not cut out for this. That was a bad day. I'm a terrible mom. We can compare ourselves to other mamas and she's got it totally down right. I'm totally failing. Has anybody ever had the good old mom guilt, right? Mom guilt? Okay, hello. I think I had some mom guilt even this week sometime. But have you ever laid down at night, maybe teary, maybe frustrated, because you knew that that day you deserved a big fat F for failure for being a mama. Have you ever had those days? Because I know I sure have had those days, right? It was a rough day. But listen, I know it might be scary, but this is what I want you to understand. Mom, you are the heart of your home. And this is a huge deal. And I think sometimes, even though as scary as it can be, I think sometimes we are not grasping how important this job is that God has given us. We are the heart of our home. Listen, as the mom, listen, we set the tone. 
We set the mood, we can set the pace, we create the atmosphere of whether it's gonna be bad or good in our home. We choose how we are gonna react every second of the day, all right? And we can set the tone for how everybody else is going to respond. Our children, they're watching us and they're watching how we're gonna handle all these curveballs that are being thrown at us. They're watching us, how we manage all these different mundane tasks that are coming. Listen to me, they're learning from us. They're watching how we're doing this. You're not just a mom. You are the heart of your home. Now, do I love being a a mom? Not all the time. Do I love having my kids around? Not all the time. (laughs) Am I tired? Absolutely. Absolutely. But listen, there's joy in this journey we call motherhood. You see, some days it's kind of hard to find the joy. Got to look for it a little bit harder, right? But it's always there. We have those laughs. We have those smiles. But listen, motherhood, it's about serving our family. It's about serving our kiddos. And I know that, you know what? That's not really the most popular concept in our self-centered world that we live in today, right? But listen, it is a joy to be a mom. And we're going to have those moments of thinking, how in the world did I get here? And if you've not asked yourself that question, it's because you probably have not seen the entire roll of the toilet paper flushed down the toilet at one time, right? It's not an easy job being a mom, but it's not supposed to be, says the mom who has her one-year-old screaming in the middle of the target aisle. Motherhood is supposed to be humbling. And how many of you know that nothing is more humbling than finding your three-year-old swinging open the fitting room door as you're half naked trying to put on a pair of jeans, right? Listen, motherhood is the most selfless thing that you can do. It's demanding, it's frustrating, sometimes it's lonely, and sometimes it can be so very nerve-wracking, says the mama who just watched her 16-year-old son or daughter drive off for the very first time. Motherhood, it is one of the least rewarding jobs, but it is also the most rewarding job. It is fun, it's beautiful, it's amazing. And you know what, I don't know about you, but as a mama, your heart swells as you watch them swim for the first time. Your heart swells as they read a book by themselves for the very first time or as they help their friend. Your heart swells as they receive their high school or their college diploma or as you watch them walk down the aisle to say their own wedding vows. Listen, motherhood is about giving of yourself for the sake of your kids. And a lot of times, guess what? We're gonna give a whole lot more than we get. That's, that's what love is. And you know, the Bible talks about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We hear all about it. Um, We see it, it's posters, usually it's in weddings, but we hear about it. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, love is not boastful, love is not proud. But as I began to study this, it made me wonder how often do we pay attention to the few verses that are before that? We've heard it. Love is patient. Love is kind. We got all of it. But how many times do we actually pay attention to the verses before it? So we're going to read those and you'll see those on the big floating Bibles behind me. First Corinthians 13, one through three, it says this. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Listen to me, all these things, they're good, 
right? Tongues are good. Prophecy, good. Knowledge, good. Faith, good. Sacrificing for other people, good. But without love, they're nothing. They're useless. Now, in our family, we say the words, I love you, a lot. That was one thing as I was, as I was growing up, or growing up, as I was raising my children, I always wanted to make sure I said I love you all the time. I wanted them to know. I didn't want it to be something that was awkward. Um, I think some homes, things can be awkward. And I did not want that to be awkward. And I can say, we can say I love you like 20 times a day. I mean, it is, I love you, I love you, I love like a lot, okay? But I want my kids to know. But God challenged me a little bit and it says, Tasha, he says, you know what? Sometimes your speaking of love is not always evident in your showing of love. That was hard. And you see, for me, it kind of brings me to the love languages. If you've never read the love language books, they're great for, your, they're great for a marriage. But it also works with your kids as well. And for me, I am a lot of actions. I'm a lot of service, okay? I'm a lot of this. And for me, I find myself like showing my love in doing the laundry and washing their clothes and waking up so early. And I still pack my kids lunch every single day. Yes, even the 17-year-old. I pack lunches every morning. I pack their dinner. I do their laundry. I sweep up the, whatever it is, I'm showing them love in my eyes, right? And yes, all those things have to be done. And, and, and yes, it's not bad that I'm doing those things. However, my kids, that's not how they receive love. So even though I'm speaking of love all of the time and the way that I'm showing it to them, it's not adding up to them. Stay with me, okay? So as I begin to look at this verse, 1 Corinthians 13, I'm gonna read number three again. It says, if I give all I possess to the poor, I give over my body to hardships that I may boast, but I do not have love. I gain nothing. I have this aha moment from God. This is what I had. Now, this is a Tasha quote. This is not out of the Bible. Okay. So don't go back and say that I'm not doing something weird. This is like the revelation that came to me. Okay. It was this, though my family has all the food they can eat. If I don't give them love, they're going to starve. Though my kids have all the stuff in the world that they need, because Lord, they have it. But if I don't give them love, they will perish. Though my kids have all the spoken I love yous in the world, but without the action of love, they won't believe me. You see, love is the biggest part of this. And I think as mamas, we can say, well, yeah, I love my kids. Yes, we all love our kids. But I'm here to challenge you that I don't know that we're showing love in the way that we were meant to show our kids love. I think sometimes we've become too concerned about being their friend than we've been about becoming their mama or their daddy. You see, listen to me, sometimes love is tough, but love is a choice. It's not a feeling. And you see, my choices have to lead. My feelings will follow later. And you see, in 1 Corinthians 13, when they're talking about love, God is talking about what is called agape love, all right? So I'm gonna read to you, this is what agape love is. It is love, it's a love that doesn't change. It, it's without changing, it's self-giving. It gives without demanding or expecting repayment. It is so great that it is given to the unlovable and the unappealing. That's some pretty big love. 
So today I want to give you seven ways for you to love more effectively. Now I want you to stay with me, all right? Because the first one's going to sound weird. But seven ways that you can love more effectively. Listen, number one, you got to take care of yourself. Strange. But listen, if you're not poured into you, you're not able to pour out to others. And too often we are so busy in the day to day and we are so stressed out. And can I just be honest, mamas and daddies, half the time we're coming home and we're giving all of our yucky leftovers to the people we say we love the most. We are so stressed out. You have to learn to take care of yourself first. Like get rid of your stress. Wake up early in the mornings. Go for a jog. Make sure you're having some quiet time. Get in your Bible. Learn how to say no. Stop comparing yourself. Find ways for you to de-stress, but also make sure that you are having something that is feeding you so that you can make sure that you are the best you God asked you to be for the people that he asked you to watch over. All right, number two, give your kids 15 minutes a day. Sounds pretty easy, right? But how often do you honestly sit down and have a conversation with your children? Even one-on-one. -on -one. I had four in the house. We have three now. But how often do we constantly like really sit and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation? Not a huge family discussion, but do you really give your kids some undivided attention? Put the phone away. Turn the TV off. Have a conversation. And can I challenge you for a second? second? Listen to what they're telling you. But you also need to listen to what they're not telling you. And number three, praise the positives. Man, our kids are living in a crazy time. And can I just tell you, they hear a lot of negative stuff. Social media, from friends, maybe from teachers. I don't know what it is, but listen, there's a lot of negative chatter out there. And sometimes we can become so hard on our kids do this, get this done. And we think like in our mind, well, we're training them. We're training them up to be good. Listen to me. We sometimes need to stop and praise the positives. We've got to see the things that they're doing and praise them. You know what? Notice that they're doing a good job in school. Even if it was a C, if they tried their best, their best praise them. And I think sometimes we have this mentality of like, well, why do I need to praise them for helping out and taking the trash out? Why do I need to praise them? Like, those are their jobs. You know what? Yes, our kids do need to have chores around the house. But listen to me, if all we're doing is just tearing them down and just taking all the withdrawals out, you have nothing. Deposit love into your kids. Praise them for the things that they're doing. But not only, praise them for their characteristics. God made them the way that they are for a special reason. They're unique. Praise them and talk about some of the positives. Number four. Talk about the tough stuff. Parents, I can't stress this enough. Talk about the tough stuff. We cannot assume that our kids know the right from the wrong. We can't assume that they believe things the same way that we believe them. I will tell you from a parent or from a parent and even from a minister's home, there have been conversations that we've had with our kids and I'm floored. I'm like, seriously? Like, that's what you think about that? Wait a minute. And I'm like, it, it, it puts me into like reality of like, I've not done a very good job at explaining and talking through some of these things with my kids. We cannot assume that they know the right way from the wrong way. We've got to talk about the tough stuff. Talk about sex. 
talk about morals. We talk about setting guidelines. Don't just tell your kid to set a, to set a guideline or, or a border or limits. No, talk about what those are. You're not going to, don't do this. You know, prepare yourself for this. We have to talk about the tough stuff. Talk to them about godly morals. Talk to them about Jesus. And listen, talk to them about heaven and hell because it's real. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's real. And we have to talk to them about it because listen, if you're not teaching them, I promise you somebody is. We have to talk about the tough stuff. But within talking about the tough stuff, can I just challenge you just for a moment? We have to watch our tone. Our kids are listening to our tone. And everybody in this room, we were a kid once, we were a teenager once, and man, you set, the wrong, you set that wrong tone and boom, they're checked out real quick. <laughs> I know I was checked out real fast. Set the tone. Talk about the tough stuff. Let them open up and talk to you. Guide them and teach them. But also parents, own up to your own mistakes. I will tell you that I've had some of the most heartfelt, conversations with my kids when I go in and I apologize for when I messed up. Because as parents, we don't know what we're doing half the time either. We're learning as we go. But I think sometimes our kids think we've got it all figured out. You know what? Apologize when you mess up. Apologize. Own up. Be real in front of your kids. Guess what? It's going to help them be real. Number five, ask the experts. Ask the experts. Sometimes we allow pride to get into our way. We've got this parenting thing down. I don't want anybody to know that my kids are having any trouble with anything. I don't want anybody to know that I am struggling with this. You know what? Put the pride down and ask the experts. And you know who the experts are? The people who have, kid, have raised their kids maybe a couple years older than you. If you're sitting in this room and you're a grandmama, listen to me, it is your job to speak in to some of us and help us out. We want to hear from the wisdom that you have. You've raised your kids. Help some of us out. But you can also begin to find other people. Find a counselor if you have to. Ask the experts, okay? You can do this, right? Ask the experts. Number six, schedule family time. Schedule family time. Now, it sounds really weird and silly, but how many of you are absolutely sometimes so nutty busy with your schedules? Like, we are so crazy busy. And if, you're, if your kids are little, just wait, okay? We are so busy sometimes. We have to be intentional about scheduling family time. And it can be as simple like, you know what? Tonight is family night. No friends are coming over. We're going to grill out. We're going to go outside. We're going to throw the Frisbee around. We're going to play some kickball. Whatever that looks like, schedule some family time. And make sure that you're doing that. Sit around the table. I remember when Cody first came into our family, he's my son-in-law. He first came into our family and we would have intentional family nights. But we would sometimes, we'll do dinner and we would have like devotionals at the table, but we would ask like intentional questions about stuff. And I think at first he was like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, like we're really talkative, you know, but he's like, I kind of like it. It's kind of cool, you know? And it's not something that we're able to do all the time, but we try so hard to be intentional, schedule our family time and, and like, hang out with our kids. Parents, hang out with your kids. And this leads me to number seven, and this is where I'm going to sit for just a little bit, but I'm hurrying. Number seven, pray together. You guys have heard me say this saying a lot, embrace the awkward. I think sometimes praying out loud, if you're not used to it, can be awkward. Um, I've said it before, you know, Chad and I both were raised in pastor's home, praying was something that we're used to. But when we very first got married, 
we didn't like pray together. We didn't like pray out loud. It was weird. It was awkward. So we had to like overcome that. And we had to embrace the awkward because we knew that this was something that we needed to do in our home. There's times now that Chad will grab me and he will pray over me. I'll pray over him. We'll pray over our kids together. But I have to challenge you. You need to pray together as a family. And I'm not talking about these little like lay me down to sleep prayers. I hope you pray over your kids before they go to sleep. But sometimes we're super quick with those. We pray maybe before our meal. We pray with our kids before they get out of the school car, you know, get out of the car to get into school. Maybe we'll say a quick I pray a prayer over them. But can I just challenge you for a minute? Our kids need to hear us praying a whole lot more. We need to begin to pray out loud blessing over them. We need to begin to pray out loud for protection over them. We need to begin to pray for their future spouses that before they get ready to listen to me, you guys, number seven, this is huge. We've got to begin to pray for our kiddos a whole lot more. They need to begin to hear our prayer life and they need to see what it is that we're doing. As parents, listen, we're teaching them. We need to model it, but we need to pray over them like never before. I'm getting ready to show you a clip and I want you to understand there is power in our prayer life. There is power in our prayer life. And I cannot stress this enough. Parents, we need to begin to pray together as a family because the enemy is working overtime. We need to pray together. Go ahead, John. it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. 
Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Moms and daddies, I think we've, it's time. It's time for us to understand how important our calling really is. We are the heart of our home. But you see, in today's society, our kids are going through stuff now that I don't think we would ever, ever would have imagined of facing. There are so many things that are having influence over them. And I hope you understand I am passionate about this today. I'm watching as some of our teenagers are so confused. They don't have a clue what's left, right, up, down, black, white, right. I mean, it's crazy right now. And it is our job to raise up a generation who is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is not ashamed to step out and to be who God has called them to be. But you see, they have to learn it from us. And I think too often we've allowed our schedules, we've allowed the, the um, awkwardness to stop us. And it's time for us to step up and to begin to pray and to have more intentional time with our kids, over our kids. It's time to start asking questions. Listen, there's sometimes, you know what? The enemy knows, he knows our weaknesses and he's gonna come in and he's trying to wreak havoc over every single home, over every single marriage, over even your kids and their thought life. I am absolutely amazed at what the thoughts that our kids are having to, in today's society. But we've gotta have those conversations and we've gotta begin to start asking them what is going on. I think sometimes we just want to give them their space and try to like let them figure it out. No, we need to ask more questions. We need to get more involved. And listen to me, the enemy is going to come in and he's going to meddle and he's going to get everything he can to come in and he's going to try to mess it up. And I want to encourage you, mamas, you know what? That woman, she was in her prayer closet. I don't know if you've ever not seen this movie, but I want to encourage you to watch this movie. She finds her prayer closet. She gets in that prayer closet. She begins to journal. She'll write her prayers out. You know what? Write a prayer out. Put a date on top of that prayer. But when God comes in and answers that prayer, maybe it wasn't in the way that you thought, but I promise he's going to answer that prayer. Write that date on there and begin to show that to your kids that God is a God who answers prayers. But you need to get into that closet and you need to begin to pray. And I just want to tell you, you know what? Sometimes we're super busy. It's hard sometimes, especially with you mamas with a lot of young kids. You know what? If you're you're tired and you're just like barely dragging, you're getting yourself going. You know what? Find time and write a scripture on a card. Write the same scripture on 12 cards. Put it at the sink. Put it in the playroom. Put it on your dashboard. Put it everywhere that you can see it so that you know that throughout the day you are looking at this scripture that God is really trying to like rattle you up with about. You know what? Take charge. It's your choice. You have the choice to do this. Listen to me. I'm just going to tell you right now where the enemy is trying so hard to come in and to set divisive plans. It's time that we begin to get intentional with our prayers. We need to get intentional with the words that we speak. If you're a part of our women's conference, I talked about how important our words are. You know what? we got to begin to speak the word of God over every situation in our home. And we got to begin to declare the word of God over our home. You know what? God really got me a couple years ago and I just would sit and I would complain 
I just complained in my prayer time about God. Why am I this? And why is this happening? And I need you to do this. And please, oh, please, oh, please. Listen, sometimes I guess we need a little bit of a complaining time, but I want to rally you up and say enough is enough and start declaring what God's already promised you in your home. The enemy is an attack like never before. He's trying to rattle up marriages. He's trying to get into your kids' heads. And I'm just telling you, it's time for us to begin to declare the word of God and to say, you know what, devil, enough is enough and get out. I want you to watch this next clip. I don't know where you are, devil, but I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done. Jesus is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my daughter. And you sure can't have my man. This house is under new management, and that means you are out. And another thing, I am so sick of you stealing my joy, but that's changing too. My joy doesn't come from my friends. It doesn't come from my job. It doesn't even come from my husband. Joy is found in Jesus. And just in case you forgot, he has already defeated you. So go back to hell where you belong and leave my family alone. Mamas, it's time we start standing up and we start declaring, like I said, what God's already given to us. We've been too passive for too long. And I want to challenge you with this message. And with daddies in this room, you are the head of our house. And we need you to stand up. And we need you to begin to declare God's word with us. We are the heart of our home, but daddies, you are the head. And I'm asking as family units, we begin to stand up and we begin to start raising up a generation again. Listen, I am so, so passionate about this because I'm just tired of seeing what the enemy is trying so hard to come in and to rattle and to stop. And as the, as the uh, music is coming back up, I didn't even tell him when to come back up. I was like, I don't even know. So you guys can come back up. That was nice, right? Here you go, come on up. But I want to challenge you as mamas, as grandmamas, but also as daddies in this room. I want to challenge you, enough is enough. Enough is enough, and it has to start with us. And we've got to stop allowing the world to raise our kids. And it's time for us to step in and to raise our kids. Mamas, every single one of you should have walked in and you got a bracelet. It wasn't just because we wanted to give you a little gift, but because there's intention behind this. If you didn't get a bracelet, I want to challenge you as a mama, get a bracelet as you walk out, put it on. But you see, there's a heart on that bracelet because I want you to remember that you are the heart of your home and every choice that you make matters. 
There's also some praying hands that are on this bracelet. And I wanna challenge you to begin to pray over your home like never before and to start embracing the awkward. If you're a mama, if you're a grandmama in this room, I'm not gonna ask you to close your eyes, but if you say, you know what, Tasha, you challenged me this morning and I'm ready to be the prayer warrior that God's asked me to be over my family, I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want you to stand. If you know that you need to be a better prayer warrior or just ready to rise up and to be that prayer warrior over your home, stand to your feet right now. And I wanna challenge you with something. One of my favorite verses is this. It's a Proverbs 14, one, it says this. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Now I want you to read this exact same scripture in the Amplified Version. It says this, the wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be the person who tears down my home. I want to be the mama who's going to come in and rally the troops. I want to be the mama who's going to edify and uplift and going to build my home on godliness. And I want to challenge you today. I hope you feel so very challenged. It's time to step up and it's, become, it's, it's time to be the prayer warriors that God has asked you to be. I'm going to say a prayer over you. Worship team is coming and I want Pastor Chad to come up too. And they're gonna play, but I want, and later I want Pastor Chad, I want him to pray and I want him to say a special prayer over as a family unit. But as you mamas are standing there, if, you're, if you have a husband that's there, husbands, I want you to, to put your hand, I want you to pray over your wife. If your kids are there, I want you to pray over your mama. But I wanna pray for boldness right now for you. I wanna pray boldness, that you have godly boldness, that you begin to step in and to be exactly who God has called you to be. If there's somebody that's standing and they don't have anybody with them, I ask that every single person has somebody praying with them. Find somebody, loop up arm to arm with somebody, and I want somebody praying over every single person, but I want to pray a prayer over every single one of you mamas out here right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, for every mama and grandmama in this room. And God, you have called us to something more. Lord, we are not just mamas. God, we are the heart of our home. And Lord, I pray over every single woman in this room, God, that you would begin to just shake her. God, that you would begin to reveal to her in such a way. God, that you would begin to show her areas, God, where maybe she needs to step it up. God, I pray that you would give her boldness, Father, to begin to speak words of life. God, to begin to speak your word over her family, over her marriage, over his situation. God, I pray that she would have boldness, God, to begin to speak to the devil and tell him to get out where he's trying to meddle and tear down. God, I pray right now, God, that she would just begin to have these women, God, get into their prayer closets. God, help them, God, lead them, guide them, direct them as they begin to raise up a generation for you. And Lord, I pray for our kids right now. God, I pray protection over them. Lord, I pray protection over their thoughts. I pray protection over the things that they see, over the things that they hear, over the things that they touch in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray right now, God, that we would be the ones that are leading and teaching our kids, not the world. Lord, I speak that right now in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.